It's probably fair to say that the most surprising trick plays of this year's high school football season happened off the field by Mother Nature herself. Hello, I'm your host, Dalfred Jones, and today on 10 Talks Acadiana, we take a look at a high school football season that we've never seen before, and it may be one that changes the face of sports forever. Well, News 10's First and 10 crew takes a look back at the strangest season there ever was and looks ahead to 2021, now on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana. The podcast powered by KLFY.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome into the uh, first, I guess it's the inaugural uh, first and yeah. 10 podcast here on KLFY. Uh, I'm George Faust. Uh, thanks so much for listening in, checking out. We're going to discuss a little high school football, talk about the season, talk about the playoffs, all of that good stuff coming up. we got a full panel here. All the first and tenors are here. I'm Madeline Adams. I'm the weekend sports anchor. <laughs> Gerald, how are you doing? I'm good. Madeline, George, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Gerald Grunig. Uh, they bring me in on Friday nights. At least they have the last couple of years. And uh, I believe somebody we brought on, geez, three years ago now, four years ago, two, yeah. three, four years ago. What's going on, Karaski? Uh, three years ago. Hello, hello everyone. I am Karaski Melvin. Um, I've been blessed and fortunate when I'm not doing my day job as producing to come <laughs> on board to have a little fun with everyone, go to the games and stuff like that. And it's really been it's really been fun today. And this year, definitely, it's been a year like no other. <laughs> Absolutely. Ski, right. Yeah, you know, the crazy thing about football is we didn't even know if this, this year if we were going to have anything, right? And so when we found out, all right, we're going to have some football, we, we, we all got excited about it. I think one of the cool things about this season, though, has been that a lot of teams have seen success. A lot of teams got into the postseason. Ever since that select, non-select thing, which is a whole nother, that could be a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> but uh, ever since that started, uh, it, it's been interesting. But uh, to see the kids actually get to finish out the year, I know uh, Acadiana High, number one seed in the playoffs, ha- defending state champs in 5A, they, they have, a, I know of one senior uh, who, who actually, you know, he was so excited, so glad to get to play a senior, even though he already had a chance uh, to win a state title. He got, he, you know, that senior year, Gerald, you played, you know, you, you know what it's like to have a senior year. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think that's something we've hit on so much uh, throughout the course of the year. And I know I always mess with Madeline during the show about <laughs> Madeline's mascots and the bands. And, you know, it's the conversations we all have all the time. Uh, you know, it's all those little things that somebody's been looking forward to for so long mm-hmm. that may or not may or may not have been possible. Um, you know, despite the discrepancies and protocols and who was doing what, what games looked a little dicey in regards to social distancing and mask <laughs> wearing, I think it was extremely important to still have this thing happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking forward to a senior year in any sport, uh, in anything that you do. I mean, when you know this is going to be possibly your last time doing it, you want to make sure that you do it well and make sure that it happens. So uh, in all aspects of life, you know, what do they say? Sports don't... Uh, build character they reveal it so uh, I think you know these are all uh, key and pivotal moments because even if the season didn't go well you still have an idea as to uh, how you can handle adversity how your team can handle adversity and honestly the next couple of years moving forward whether it be the high school level 
uh, college or pro, they're all going to, you know, be able to go, man, we got through that 2020 season together. It wasn't what we thought it would be, but at least we got it done nonetheless. Yeah. Madeline, you played uh, high school uh, soccer, right? I mean, uh, I did. Yeah. Having a senior year was important, I'm sure, for your for your final year. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, you know, nobody expected this you know, last football season. Nobody knew kind of what 2020's football season would be like. Um, and so, you know, they, they just wanted the opportunity to have their last of everything, right? You know, their last time playing. And in talking with a lot of coaches and players before the season started, so many of them echoed the sentiment that they just want an opportunity um, just to play and play a, 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 as normal as possible season um, and have the opportunity at a state championship. And I think the LHSAA and executive director Eddie Bonine have done a really good job of just trying their best, even with all of you know the protocols and uh, just how different it looks this season, just to give these athletes an opportunity to play. That's all they wanted. Um, and I think they've done a really good job of just giving these guys kind of their, their senior year, the, the seniors who are playing this year, uh, a senior year. And, you know, just kind of, hey, everybody had a shot to, to win a state championship, and that's, I think, all every team wanted, so. Now, Karaski, when, when you went out this year, I mean, what were some of the cool things that you got to see? I mean, a lot, a lot of no fans, I'm sure, but or minimal fans, but the, nonetheless, the, the action on the field was, was still up to par. It was, it was there, and, and before I get to that, I wanted to kind of harp on and agree about the opportunities and the experiences. Mm -hmm. Early in the pandemic, there was a lot of with seniors like graduations being either we're having to not do them traditionally yeah. or anything like that, or dances. And a lot of times we get calls into the newsrooms of, like from parents who are concerned is like, you know, this is the moment. You only get one of these mm -hmm. and not and being and missing out on that. Mm -hmm. So having a se having a season like that to create those memories, to get that experience. And as Gerald, you had mentioned, to kind of build and develop that character definitely would be good in the long run. Um, something that I saw that was notable to me when I went to a game, um, it was in Erath, um, definitely along with the athletes and the fans, where they have definitely found different ways. I saw people on a boat, they were watching the game from a boat outside, <laughs> outside of the stadium, you know, distance and everything like that. But it, despite everything like that, they are, you know, attempting to be responsible, but also still showing their love, showing their supports. Like, homecomings for the ones that we went to that still mm -hmm. had that feel. It was maybe a little different with a fewer fans, but they were celebrated. So not only just the athletes on the field, but all the, all the, the homecoming courts who had, <laughs> yeah. who had gotten that choice and opportunity, they got the opportunity to be recognized as well. Yeah. So to continue to do that, to show that, I think that was also very awesome. It, it was funny because you, you mentioned the homecoming and all that. <laughs> it was like the second game i think the second week we were playing right uh, the second week of of uh, high school football and and i was out of the game and i was like it was senior night and i was like ah oh, makes sense you know yeah they <laughs> and it, you know you don't know if you're gonna play week three you might as well right. hey let's get the senior night in at at, at week two you know and so uh, i think that was that it kind of altered everything but i i think all in all some credit has to be given to Eddie Bonon with regards to, you know, uh, people like him, people don't like him. They don't like the split. They do like the split. Whatever it is, you got to give the guy a little bit of credit for, for hey, you know, we're going to have a season and we're going to do the best we can. And I know they moved the state championships from New Orleans to make sure they would be able to be played. They moved them to Natchitoches. So uh, not really – the only time – the other time since I've been around that they've done that is in 2005 after Katrina. Mm -hmm. They moved the state championships up to uh, Shreveport yeah. and played in Independence Stadium. So uh, 
but but the playoffs are here. I mean, they're we're playing through it, and and I mean, there've been there've been some great games. Obviously, we have a bunch of teams from our area that are that are playing really well. We got STM and LCA already punching their tickets to the state championship, and uh, and. Uh, well, look, Acadiana looks so good right now. They they don't yeah. look like they can lose to anybody, <laughs> but they can because they lost to Catholic, right? But but you know, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think like you mentioned it, the state championships moving to Natchitoches. You know, Gerald and, and George and and Krasky, you guys can can chime in on this, but just from being an athlete it didn't matter where you played a state championship, you're in a state championship, right? right. right? You know, I, I know everybody, when they kind of start playing, they imagine, All you know, those the state road. championships I played in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as G, an athlete. You might have more experience in that than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as an athlete, just, you know, wanting to get to a state championship, you kind of, at, at least in high school football, the road to the dome, right? I think for all of these guys, they're, if they make it to the state championship, you could play on any field and you're excited for the opportunity to play. Well, la last year, STM hosted De La Salle yeah. in the state so championship. We kind of saw a change last year as right. well, yeah. And, and so when, when uh, I went out to talk to Jim Hightower about it, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, is this weird? Do you like this idea? Is it, is it? Uh, he's like, doesn't bother me one bit. He's yeah. like, not only because we're hosting, obviously we're glad to do that, but the thing that does, I mean, this is how it was up until 1982 or whatever. Mm -hmm. They played at the, you know, the, the higher seeds home, home field. And I think what's been so interesting with all this and what, you know, I don't, you know, I was very lucky to play to, to play a lot of football in high school and in college. Um, so much goes into logistics each mm -hmm. and every week. And that is a full scaled uh, effort from all hands in the field house to parents to whatever it is i know uh that has been one of the monsters of the year for sure too because mm. games get canceled games you try to you try to make things work to bring another team in are you going to pay are you are we just going to play because you know there's all these these circumstances that have gone into this season and uh it, it's funny i'm thinking of coach hightower saying like man this is no big deal to me is it Right. Dude, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the trip to Natchitoches is, I think, one that the guys will appreciate. But from a head coach's standpoint and from a program standpoint, I'm sure everybody's just wishing they were playing a home game this year. Because, you know, at the, at the state championship level, it's like, okay, yeah, we're worried about guys wearing masks and we're worried about kids uh, staying safe and families, this, that, and the other. Like kind of a bubble. Yeah, so, so what happens yeah. when you get to Natchitoches and all the be uh, bed and breakfast from Steel Magnolias are booked up? <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Or, you know, you got all these places piling in for meat pies, you know, <laughs> up and down the Cane <laughs> River, dude. I mean, it's the no, truth. It's, uh, so yeah. they, uh, it's they, something that I've, yeah. I thought was interesting when they decided to make that decision. Um, I'm sure they have a plan in place for that. Um, and I know everything will more than likely be fine, right? But I just know from the, from the situational standpoint, this year has been a monster mm -hmm. with games getting canceled, kids wanting to play those games, mm -hmm. and then ultimately you lose a game on the schedule. So you have a week two senior night. You know, I, honestly, senior nights, and I don't know how it was for anybody that's partaking in them. Man, look, that's for mom and dad. I'm ready to play the game, man. So <laughs> week two, week 12, it doesn't matter. However, um, you don't know if next week's happening. So, 
Um, there were so many of those instances, so mm -hmm. many games getting canceled. George would put the schedule out every week, and <laughs> by Friday, we had no idea what was happening right. sometimes, man. A lot of changes. You could, you could get yeah. out to a stadium, and then they go, oh, yeah, in some of our smaller areas, and, oh, turns out they're not playing, mm -hmm. and nobody told yeah. us. I know it happened to Kirk. Yeah, right, right. Gerald, funny you should right. mention that, as, uh, because that, that's definitely one of the things. As I drove by to the illustrious Mamu High School, home of the Green Demons, of course, happened to go there, would have was waiting to go see a lot of the people. It was an empty stadium. It was a dark stadium. <laughs> I, uh, I got to see my parents. That's cool. But that is, there was kind of a bit of a shuffle game that has been going on. Mm -hmm. So to credit again, like you, you guys had mentioned earlier, uh, Madeline George, about the LHSAA, able to adapt and pretty mm -hmm. adapt pretty quickly. And, you know, because like, honestly, it's been a moving target constantly. So the fact to kind of move things around, sometimes it may not be the most optimal, that like the most perfect solution, mm -hmm. but they are working towards solutions. And at the top of it was creating and having a season. Honestly, for me, COVID was real once I, once I noticed that sports stopped. Mm -hmm. And that was like the wonder, it's like once they canceled like NBA, NHL, like, mm -hmm. okay, we are, it is serious now. And there was that unknown of like, is this gonna come back this year? Mm -hmm. But like then started trickling in and with the LHSAA, it's like, we've got high school football again. So not only for the, not only for the players and the coaches, but give the fans, it's a little bit of hope. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that they, that they can appreciate. And I'm sure the players, coaches, and parents appreciate that as well. Of like trying to get back into a little bit of normalcy. It's a different kind of normalcy that they're used to, but it's a, but it is a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. And I think it, it, it took a village to, to make this season happen, right? Everybody from at the top, the LHSAA, um, to coaches, I mean, all coaching staffs, you know, the players, the parents, the, you know, fans and everything. I feel like it took a village to make this season happen. And it was so cool to see, you know, everybody kind of working together, right? When a, when a game got canceled or postponed, you know, coaches would call each other and, and games would just kind of happen. You know, they would, get, they would get scheduled on the fly. And I think that's kind of been a unique opportunity too, to see some teams play that maybe what we wouldn't have normally seen playing. And I'm just kind of, what comes to my mind is the Acadiana uh, Catholic BR game, which was, you know, so cool to have a, a Lafayette powerhouse and a Baton Rouge powerhouse go head to head. And that game would have never happened right. if, you know. Uh, Probably would be the state championship if they didn't split select <laughs> right. select, to be honest with you. Uh, so let's go through the season, pick a team. Tell me why, for me, uh, there, there's a few teams that stick out in my head. I covered a lot of Acadiana, a lot of Notre Dame, so I saw them a lot. Uh, is there a team that you guys saw that you guys were like, man, uh, this is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty impressive squad? Yeah, for me, uh, I think Karen Crow, kind of from the beginning yeah. of the season, is one I kind of had on my radar. And I remember talking to head coach Tony Corville before the year and he told me you know we know we're good we just have to prove it and they had a schedule that they allowed them to prove it you know they played Rummel I think in a scrimmage they went up to West Monroe and proved themselves there um, you know they they fought really hard with STM that was their only loss of the season so far and then you look at their road in the playoffs they put up 81 points in a quarterfinal <laughs> advancing to a semifinal for the first time since 2011. So Karen Crow for me has been really cool, a team that's been really cool to see them kind of uh, prove themselves throughout the season and, and now they're on to the semi, so. You know, um, I think I'm gonna be a bit of a Debbie Downer here because yeah, uh, <laughs> it's something that's been bugging me and I think it's across the board. Um, and I especially think about our rural towns, not all of our rural towns, but man, I have just been a little dis disappointed over the years. And I think this year obviously being so tough, uh, you know, man, I, 
the parity right now in high school football in our area is kind of non-existent, man. You know, there's there's a couple of let me say this, not a couple. There's 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 a there's a top half that's that's good or solid, and the bottom half is 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 really tough to see, man. You go to some of these games where you know decades ago they would tell you, man, this used to be a barn burner, this used to be a dogfight, and now it's it's just not. And I think you know I have some coaches out in the country, man, that uh, I've become friends with over the years, and you get to talking with them, and you know you're talking about teams, some teams that have you know, barely 20 kids, barely yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. I, I just think we're getting to a different uh, day and age where, um, you know, I can tell you all from experience, you know, on top of these guys getting through this season, uh, football's hard, man, you know, and I think we're going to hit a point as a, as, a, as a culture and a generation as to what kind of kids are, are sticking with it, what kind of kids aren't, what kind of schools are deciding, you know what, this really isn't worth our time anymore or just an overall lack of interest, man. I can tell you, dude, football practice is rough. And I think we're starting to see, and this isn't a call to arms for, you know, generations <laughs> or poking at kids that, that don't want to play football. But the reality of it is, man, you know, when I was in college, we struggled. But we struggled, and each and every year, you kind of were like, man, we got to play really well to get these wins. But we knew we would have to play really well to get those wins. Nobody else... You know, it didn't matter how, how many times we worked out during the summer, how early we got up during the winter, how spring football went, how practice went all week. I mean, dude, it's a full year commitment to get through, well, would they play October to main, I mean, the playoffs are rocking and roll. I mean, yeah. geez, it's a couple of months. You work, you know, summer, nine man. months for three months, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that is a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. And I think the coaches are doing a great job of maintaining a certain standard at a lot of the programs around here. Mm-hmm. However, I think a numbers game comes into play at some of these smaller schools where I think, you know, what do we have, close to 50 teams playing high school football around here right yeah. now? Yeah, it's close, um, yeah. So if we're close to 50, man, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to guess in the next 10 to 15 years some decisions will be made. I don't know what's going to have to happen. But some of these schools, man, and I know if you get out to some of our smaller communities, um, you know, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have football. football in the next 10 to 15 years. I don't know if they're going to have the kids. I mean, and that even goes for some of our bigger schools well, that, in that, town. That, man. I, that's a that, that speaks to a, a more generational problem Correct. with regards to Correct. sitting on a PlayStation playing a game. Well, and I'm not, and I'm not, blaming, I'm not blaming it no, on no, that. No, no, I'm not. All right. But football is fun, but it's not – practice isn't as fun as basketball. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun as soccer. It's not as fun as – I mean, dude, at the end of the day, it is rough, man. It's hard on your body. And the conversation that nobody seems to have – I don't want to say nobody seems to have um, because I know it's at the forefront now. But, dude, the toll it takes on your body mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time. Look, man, I, I played offensive line, defensive line in high school, offensive line in college. You know, I was able to be done um, to finish my career without a concussion, to mm-hmm. play football my whole life and never have a concussion. Did I get my bell wrong a handful of times? Absolutely. Did I get a concussion? I don't know because there was no culture of like, coach, my head hurts. You just kind of kept playing. Where I think now, parents, like if my kid right now, right, uh, 15 years down the road, plays flag football leading up to it, and he or she, you never know now, right? Like who could be <laughs> playing football in 15, 20 years from now, goes, dad, I don't want to play football. I'm gonna say, all right. Yeah. You know, just because it's like, look, dude, it, it, it's, it's, there, it's a huge risk. The reward is worth it, in my opinion, um, because I think it builds a certain type of person to play that sport. 
However, I think we're in a really, really weird spot regionally because of the growth we have taking place in Lafayette and the amount of people leaving our smaller towns and coming to La Lafayette's the big city, ball. when you're in LeBeau, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, you're in, when you're in Lawtel, man, Lafayette's the big time, bro. So, you know, I think, I think all of our smaller communities are going through this struggle. And I'm not necessarily talking about our ones off the major corridors, the New Iberias, the Crowleys, the Reigns, but, you know, the ones you kind of have to get off the beaten path where it still is, you know, the store is closed, going to the game, or like, yeah, man, the glory days are over here and, you know, football's, Football is not an easy sport for these guys yeah. to play. And I know, Karaski, you covered a lot of the smaller rural teams as well this year. Did you, I mean, dude, it's crazy the numbers you see on the sidelines, right? Yeah, it is. And then you go and also see, you go on the scoreboard and those numbers are pretty lopsided. I wanted to ask you, Gerald and Madeline and George, please jump in. Do you feel that this, that this year with COVID and everything has exacerbated that chasm and perhaps would cause long-term effects going forward? Well, I can tell you, you confused us with exacerbated and right. chasm, but I'm just kidding, Karaski. I'm messing with you, man. I'm messing with you. I, I think, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that, that are going to change because of this year. And I think there are a lot of things um, that uh, I think we could all learn from. And I also think that, you know, it's the same in our working uh, environment. I think mm -hmm. everybody learned something and everybody kind of realized what their ceiling is as a person, as a family unit, whatever it may be. So, um, I, I, honestly, I, yeah, I mean, to, to say, I don't know, but yes and no at the same time, man, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's been a year and, uh, you know, I'm glad for the guys that got through it, the cheerleaders, everybody, I mean, the bands, mm -hmm. uh, whoever it is that's involved, I'm glad they got through it. And for those that, you know, were lucky enough and are lucky enough to get to the, the final stage, I think it's, it's a it's a true testament, man, because it's been a grind. Yeah, no, I I think it's going to change. Uh, it definitely at a higher level, it's definitely going to change. Like speaking specifically about college, but mm -hmm. high school wise, I think it's been a little easier uh, to maybe not easier, but uh, it, it, when you have the opportunity to talk to a coach, it, it, it's uh, I, I don't know. They seem more receptive. Maybe because they there you haven't been away, so like I, I call a coach, hey coach, can I come out to practice? Yeah, no problem, no problem. And so, so I, I just find that when when we were trying to get out to practices, they were more receptive than they have been in the past. And I don't know if that's just because. You can throw the routines out the window, dude. Right. I mean, there's right. no like, I don't even know if I have a, my starting quarterbacks right. practicing today. I mean, yeah. it, in years right. past, and it goes back to the logistics thing, right where you know at 315 george i can tell you this i don't know madeline if y'all have gone through this with george i remember when george george sometimes would just be like oh yeah that's my boy just go roll up yeah. when i first started working here yeah. and i'm like dude you think i'm about to go interrupt a practice and go hey coach can i grab you for a couple minutes granted uh this was my my second year in tv um you know i was i was still figuring out like they're they're gonna be excited that yeah. you're there type deal but from the football standpoint i'm going dude you think I'm going to go interrupt coach while he's doing seven on seven and he's right. the offensive coordinator? Like, bro, you're out of your mind, man. <laughs> However, I think this year, to your point, uh, it has been um, it has been uh, one where you where they go. Yeah, George, come on. I got time for you. Yeah. And I know Madeline, she was doing a bunch of the game of the weeks this week. Yep. I know mm -hmm. you saw that firsthand, right? Was, was there a different vibe? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was going to mention you mentioned exciting uh, and just the excitement around the season. I think, for, you know, who knows how different you know, covering football will continue to be after this year. 
But I do know that, you know, in, in all the waiting months earlier in the year when we were just even wondering if we'd have a football season, when, when it finally came, right, and we finally got to kick off the season, I think there was just a renewal of, like, excitement to play this game and excitement to have a high school football season that you kind of haven't experienced in a while. I mean, and there's seasons that are so exciting for every, every team, but just a blanket excitement across uh, the country, really, just to be able to play sports again um, after such a, a long hiatus, just to be able to get out there and compete. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, just the opportunity to go out there and, and you know, because you're playing with your best friends, especially in high school, right? And that's, you know, that's the thing I miss most about playing soccer uh, was just traveling and, and just kind of just the the routine of doing things like that and competing out on a field with your best friends. Um, and so I think you know, I think at least for me, even covering it, there was just such more of an excitement and just a, a gratitude of, hey, being able to do this. I get to cover football today and I get to play football. I get to cheer today. I get to, you know, perform at halftime, whatever it may be. I just think that there was so much more of an excitement this season that you could just feel in the air. So, uh, Madeline brings up a terrific point, and I know we can all attest to what you just said. However, I think what's been so interesting about this group here and this setup has been, you know, for so long when all, all of this coronavirus stuff started, you know, I know you and George, I know Karaski, you're our, normally our producer of, one of our newscasts in the evening. Your work stayed relatively consistent because mm -hmm. the newscasts were still happening. The stories were changing, how you were getting the stories all changed. But from a sports standpoint, I know you guys had a sense of excitement because it's like, <laughs> yeah. what are we going to do? Right. You know, I mean, y'all well, are going from covering, covering everything and, and, yeah. and just and just, you know, LSU's big run. All right. Cajuns, You're going yeah. from it's so funny. I remember when Ariel and I decided to get married, we, we planned it because I was still like, I'm going to be in sports at that time. We planned it in June. So after the Cajuns or LSU, hopefully that Omaha run would be done whenever that would be, <laughs> just right. in case. Right. But like that June to July was that sweet spot, especially here because we don't cover a professional baseball team. Mm -hmm. So that right. really July and August are kind of your times of downtime because y'all are in that football, little, little uh, football, basketball, baseball, softball, kind of the main four kind of roll right along. Um, but so I could imagine for you guys the excitement because look, Acadiana well, Eats kept rolling the music like we kept. Let me yeah. tell you what, you know, we we were we worked our hardest to make sure that our our boss didn't make us cover news. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> so right. and 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 in the whole like all the summer we had to cover one news story. Yeah, right? and he was good at it. George is a news uh, guy. Well, I, back yeah, in the day, I, I used to do it. I used to do it, but 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 it, mm -hmm. was, it was definitely a challenge. And Madeline and I came up with a couple of ideas, yeah. and and luckily we were able to uh, kind of parlay that into telling stories, right. about, which was re actually really cool. We got right. to go out and talk about talk to these senior high school athletes right. that were losing their baseball season, right. Right. losing their softball season. And, right. and uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then and football-wise, we everybody was just kind of, right. you know, yeah. we'd wait for a day. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a day where they're going to discuss football. Let's talk. Right, all right, right. We're gonna, we got something to talk about. Exactly. Right, yeah. right, right, like right. each step, you kind of got more and more excited. Like, all right, they're finally like out there practicing. You know, they're, they're still wearing masks. They're not in pads, whatever. But, you know. Can't use a each, football. Right. Each right. kind of step, you know, <laughs> yeah. we get more and more excited. Like, okay, this is actually going to happen. And so, yeah, I think it was just the excitement of, hey, I, you know, the gratitude of having the opportunity to do this. What Madeline brought up earlier mm -hmm. is, is so uh, interesting because I've, I've never really thought of it in, in the perspective 
of, hey, it's your senior year. I remember our, my senior year, we played uh, St. Paul's, and it was, if, if we won, we were in the playoffs back when getting in the playoffs was a big deal now, all right? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, where, where you had to fight. Yeah, yeah, there. and I'm not yeah. knocking those that oh. are in the playoffs now, but it just took a lot more. When there's more, six you know? teams in the playoffs. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> dude, to be, so my senior uh, year, mm -hmm. we were 5-5 five and five at the point. We had some struggles on offense. All four of us signed Division I scholarships up front, so our defense, we were pretty good. So we just needed to win this last game. I remember we lose to St. Paul's and, you know, all the seniors are kind of taking a knee. They're crying. They're emotional because this is it. Mm -hmm. uh, me and one of my best friends, Darrell Brown, are sitting there kind of like, like, yeah, bummer, you know, but, you know, we knew we were going, we knew we were going to be able to keep playing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we knew that, you know, scholarships were going to be in the future for us. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about those, the, the, these kids that, you know, didn't realize that emotion that they were able to experience a couple of weeks ago. Um, is one they almost didn't have. And, you know, mm -hmm. the one that sticks with me all the time when people ask me if I miss playing football, I absolutely do not miss playing football. My last game ever we're playing at Oregon State. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what happened during the game. I can tell you one of my best friends, he's in the locker room. We're changing, getting dressed to head on out. And he goes, dude, congratulations. Because he's one of those eternal pessimists like, oh, my goodness, I hate football. <laughs> like, you know, you have those guys, right? You know, we work with people like that. It's like, how do you show up to work every day and hate what you do? But secretly, they love it. They just like to talk smack. So he's sitting there. He's like, dude, I'm so jealous. You're done. It's over. Good job. Like, you made it. How does it feel? You never have to do this again. And I remember just, like, breaking down crying because that was like, like, I didn't miss playing. I was going to miss that interaction right. in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I was gonna miss those moments. And for these high school players, man, I remember uh, riding back in the bus, man. There's just like a sense of relief that it's done. But at the same time, you know, all you can do is, is look forward to reunions. And the uh, cool thing is now, and I think what's been so important um, with, the, with the landscape of how recruiting's done and just high school football in general is the social media aspect. Everything mm -hmm. lives forever now. I couldn't mm -hmm. tell you. Yeah. If I wouldn't have put together a highlight tape of my senior year, I don't know where any of my games are or any stuff like that, which, I mean, there are people all over that, you know, just didn't have anything digitally to save now. Um, now that's definitely a huge pro that these guys will be able to go watch themselves play, uh, you know, down the road. Dude, last Thanksgiving, me and one of my buddies from high school were sitting there watching high school highlights, dude. Like a couple of washed up scrubs that we are, man. So anyway, um, but Madeline brought up a great point that people, that these players get, got to have that moment. And I never really thought about it that way. I thought about them playing. I thought about the work that goes into it. But really having those moments at the end where it's like, whew. I don't care what happened, man. We, mm -hmm. we, we went through it. And, and to go with that, I believe, I would say that this year, I think those bonds are probably even stronger. I yeah. mean, all of us here are doing, this is all new to us. Like we're all experiencing this together. We're all learning this together. Yeah. We all discovered what Zoom was together. <laughs> and I think like as on that path with the normal, with the kind of the stuff that they're used to, and then also learning how to make this, these adjustments, mm -hmm. how to adapt and everything like that. And having to rely on said, said teammate. Again, Madeline, you had mentioned about how it takes a village to kind of bring everything together. And I think the village has to be even tighter because we're all trying to take this step forward into this into the rest of this year with this kind of looming shadow that is the pandemic so with that you're building i think stronger memories knowing yeah. that hey we went through this together we we went through all this toughness together and we know we have that 
And what did you ask, George? Everybody pick a team? Sorry, man. It, no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. No, dude. I know, isn't that great? I, just, I mean, it's no, just crazy, that's, that's though. I was, just, I was just listening, man. <laughs> no, I, was, I know. I'm enjoying it. So, um, you know, because you had asked Madeline, she went yeah, with Karen uh-huh. Crow. Crow. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to jump back to it, No, well, um, you just said something about right. the smaller team. So, right. so um, you know, and to that, I don't think I'm still going to pick a team. Um, and I think I'm going to go back to harping on things that I've noticed within the season. And, you know... Unfortunately, and I think it goes back to a rural um, city problem and sometimes city within city thing. Um, man, sometimes it's been, it's been pretty tough rolling up at some of these games where, you know, one team's got everything they need and, and more. And then they're playing a team that, you know, barely has enough kids to, to get it done. Right. Um, I don't know what can be addressed about that. I know Coach Cook back in the day, Madeline, I think it was before you were here, Karaski, I think you may have started at Channel 10 at that point. Um, Coach Cook all the time at Notre Dame was talking about, you know, there being a city and rural uh, split. If you're going to split anything, right. don't split the divisions, public-private, split it on population and, right. and size. Mm-hmm. And because there's, there's a legitimate, yeah. uh, there's a, you're, you're in a legitimate hole in disparity, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think it works for some communities, depending on how those communities respond to their high school football and their athletic programs. But the reality of it is, and most of them, it, it's, it's a tough slate. Um, so I think that's what's so interesting about the dynamics of our districts here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because in New Orleans, like when I was growing up, and George, I know you know this, mm-hmm. dude, I, you know, I was playing at Brother Martin for a little bit, and then Katrina happened, and then I was playing at Fountain Blue. But we all played the same kind of kids, all from the same kind of backgrounds. We all played Rumble, uh, Jesuit, Shaw. You know, the list went on and on. Whereas on the North Shore, we were all playing the same kind of deal. Fountain Blue, Mandeville, Covington. Everybody's in the same ballpark. So the games were always super competitive and super fun. And I think that gets back to the issues that we deal with out here is where you're, you you got – um, you know, deep in St. Martin Parish is coming in the laugh or whatever the district layout may be. Lake oh, Charles have, is coming in. You have a playing yeah, up Acadiana right. or yeah, something like that. Tough, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. And, and it, I think a lot of it does have to do with, you know, backing in school structures and stuff like that. But um, as far as one team goes, I, I, I mean, we, I think you can watch the show and I'll know who, who, who we, who's going to come to mind because that's the tough part too. And that's something we don't really get to talk about is how to cover all these teams in 15 minutes, man. Yeah. Right. It's not an <laughs> easy thing to do. No. And people think we play favorites, yeah. but we don't. Well, yeah. the, here's the And here's honestly, the di- George, in my opinion, does a great job because I'd be a little more cutthroat with it. He knows that. But <laughs> well, well, what I was going to say is, is it's tough because you want to give a kid or a program that doesn't get a lot of, lot of action, you want to give them their, their due. But you also got to realize that the masses want to see the teams that are at the top of the heap. Right. And that's that. So I, I have a philosophy that I've followed since, you know, I started doing this, mm-hmm. uh, which is before you guys were probably even born, uh, which is <laughs> you're crazy. Not, you're to not think. that old. Not you. <laughs> this one right here, Madeline <laughs> Karaski, maybe. I don't know. But, but yeah, but, but and the, the, the philosophy is basically, you know, if you perform at a high level, we're going to try and give you the due you deserve right and then from there we'll we'll try and pick and choose mm-hmm. good stories good uh you know matchups things of that nature and that's i think that's the best way you can handle it because obviously you know uh, people want to see the, the you got to get the, the 
If you gotta, dude, you got Everybody wants to know what the Saints are hey, going to do, right? Because yep. they're, hey. the, they're the top of the heat. You Not know? everybody gets a trophy, man. That's and it. Look, and first <laughs> and ten is the trophy, man. In my opinion, like seriously. Yeah, yeah, and look, no. and honestly, it, it, it comes to a to a great point where the only person that gets to spend any significant time at any football games is Madeline, Madeline because right. she gets to do the game of the week. Right. Like, you know, that's yeah. where you get to hang out and really and see the whole game. And yeah, so, I mean, It's a little different in, in, in TV than it is in, like, newspaper or something. Yeah, right. People always used to ask me, especially back, uh, you know, when we, we didn't have as many people, they're like, man, how do y'all get all those games? Well, and that's like, what I, I wanted right. to bring in Karaski before yeah. we get to the game of the week stuff. I mean, so you make the transition into the first and ten show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, were you surprised <laughs> as to how it all happens? And like, like, what was that like for you? And in year three, do you feel like it's getting easier? Like, because it's a challenge, man. People don't realize mm-hmm. that after you produce a newscast, baby, off the Evangeline Parish, you go. <laughs> so yeah, first, well, first of all, this gives me an opportunity to shout out our great producer Stephanie Hewlett yeah, who has it. been Absolutely. a godsend for the program so she definitely makes it's it a, easy <laughs> um, uh, so I would say that first and ten is organized chaos yeah. Yeah, like right. everything is happening all at once I mean honestly a podcast of the fi- of the final 15 minutes before air would probably <laughs> <Yeah>. be hilarious <laughs> unto itself oh absolutely but we're able to get it we're able to get it together because like I mean we are a team and there are a lot of others who are putting it in there and definitely I've produced a couple of times doing filling work like the first time I did it after after when she had the week off it was it was a lot it was <laughs> difficult because we got to get a lot of things in in a very little bit amount of time mm-hmm. um thankfully year three I think it got a little more comfortable with it, kind of felt the flow. Uh, thankfully, George, who's been doing been doing this maybe before I was born, I don't know. Uh, kidding, Possibly. I'm kidding. Oh, hey, look. Uh, he's lit, he lent me the help, but yeah, um, but definitely producing that because also, you know, we got to make sure it's the fastest, it ain't the fastest 15 minutes for nothing. Right. Right. So we got to squeeze all these, thi- these things in. And of course, yeah. we have our, our metal podiums, which would be the game of the week. Yeah. Madeline's mascots, Faust Phenom of like trying to highlight all of these opportunities. I think and I need a segment. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Was a joke. Uh, Go yes. ahead. Um, so we can, I mean, we have that. And honestly, in the first, it was hard because, of mm-hmm. course, I had to produce a 30-minute, I did produce a 30-minute 6 p.m. show, which had George Madeline out in the field. And then, yes, I'd be going to my And then direct- George would send you somewhere that's 50 minutes away. And you got to get all your video before halftime, right? I mean. Yes. Yeah, so essentially, yeah. Um, so Dang it, George. And so, like, I'm throwing off my headset and I'm telling my director bye I gotta go somewhere really yeah. far and, yeah, then, right. and, then I'm run- and then I'm running out the door and then I'm headed so- to Jennings well yeah. it is man because it's important you know most of the schools you cover right I mean Karaski it's important that we get to those schools yeah. and don't you feel like there's some appreciation from the schools when you do cover it is gr- it is great the first time like um, I actually started the first few games going there how excited like parents are how excited the kids are mm-hmm. the cheerleaders and everything like that they love it it's not like they see this this is their this is their opportunity to shine and they really and they really enjoy it and i like doing and i enjoy like giving them that platform yeah, it, yeah. i didn't i mean i'm sure it's the same for you guys when you see when you see all those people like great player or that 
you know, uh, that mm -hmm. great actor, those crazy fans, it's like, yes, I want to show the world who you are. <laughs> right, right. I can yeah. tell you well, what I would be excited about for sure is like, man, when we were in high school, I'm not going to say any names because I'm not trying to promote anybody else but us, but our show. But if a certain person was out at one of our football games, it was like, look yeah. out, baby. We're, we got the big one this weekend. <laughs> and Madeline may not know it. It's so funny to think about those kind of things <laughs> yeah. as you get older and you realize the roles have flipped. And uh, <laughs> go, George, go. Well, no, I definitely well, 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 what makes me laugh is, so I was, on, I was at Acadiana High uh, just last Friday, right? And I'm, you know, I'm on the sideline and I'm walking down the sideline. I just shot a play and yep. I'm trying to get to the other side of the field. And <laughs> One of the kids goes, "Oh my God, George Faust!" And I, I like, I like, I, I had passed him, uh -huh. and I didn't like. I turned around. I, I thought, he, I thought he was like, he, like I thought I knew the kid. Like yeah, yeah. maybe he was one of my no, sons. Yeah. No, yeah. man. And, and and I turn around. And he goes, "My grandmother watches you all the I time." Know, and I said, I said, "Man, well, thanks. Tell her I said yeah. hi." And, yeah. and and I went. I had to hurry up and go down there. But. You're right. Though. So, like, <laughs> Madeline rolls up on a Friday Ooh, night, know dude. It's the game of the week. Well, look out. That's, I mean, That's seriously, it. man. Like, <laughs> it, it, you don't realize. I mean, I know you don't take that for granted. Oh, no, absolutely not. And, in fact, I was at Karen Crow last Friday, and, and one of the players told me, man, I'm such a big fan. And it's like you don't even realize until you really get to interact <laughs> with these kind of people the impact it has on them being able to see themselves on TV, you know, yeah. them getting a touchdown, them – you know, uh, getting a sack, whatever it may be, you know, just the, for them to, for us, you know, just to know that it makes them so proud to be on TV and to see their, like Gerald mentioned, so much hard work goes into it that we don't see. And for them to kind of have that platform, it's really cool to give that to them. And, and like Karaski mentioned, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but uh, I did want to mention this. It takes a village for anything successful, right? So this football season is a, is a success. Um, I would count first and 10 as a success. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like like he mentioned, our producer Stephanie. There's so many people too behind the scenes who don't get on air yeah. but make this show run. And, and, and we that's, have uh, sorry, yeah, I, I no. we, but we have like uh, eight, eight or nine photographers right during on the, the regular week. season. Yeah, and, and, and uh, to, that is the most we've ever had. I've been here 18 years. Yeah, that's the most we've. Ever, the first two years I got here, we had seven photographers. Yeah. Right, but how, we have eight. We consistently had eight this year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes nine. Right. So that gives us the opportunity to get more games. Each right. person can get two games, and we're, we're, we're talking business right, right. there. And I think know? you wanted to bring something up. I could see it on the TV yeah. or yeah, well, you are, well, we, you and I always have, always have the conversation. You're like, you know, whether it's a Friday night or we're eating lunch or whatever, uh, we, all, we always, you always say, man, but it, it doesn't matter, like, about, you know, the score, the score matters, but it, the bigger picture is, those kids watch to hear their names, mm -hmm. right? That, like, that's one of the coolest. I, I remember this. I didn't play football in high school, right. but I was friends with every football mm -hmm. player. So afterwards, we'd go hang yeah, out right. at somebody's, and, house, and, and somebody's house, and we'd yeah. put on TV, is, right. and we'd watch the highlights, <laughs> right. and they'd call out, you know, we're on, we're Kevin, on, we're Kevin Edler with the yeah. sack, yeah. and you're yeah. like, Kevin, that was you, dude. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, so, uh, you know, so there's so much, and, and we talk about, you know, there's so much, um, that goes into this show. Uh, I think, you know, we've had our handful of uh, moments where we get done with a broadcast and we're like, man, that wasn't the best show we could have put on. Right. Mm -hmm. And that leads to conversations about um, what we need to do, this, that, and the other. And, you know, one of my, my, you know, what people don't realize is 
Um, so much goes into it. So many different camera angles. So many things can be happening throughout the course of the show. And, you know, at the end of the day, well, sometimes you might get the, why do you only show 10 seconds of one game or 15 seconds mm -hmm. of this game? Dude, we have 15 minutes to make this thing happen. <laughs> right. And try and get as many schools in as we can, right. as many kids in as we can. Yeah. But I think one of the things that we've done, and I think especially throughout the course of the year, is, is really embrace that, that feeling of like, yo, dude, at the end of the day, it honestly does not matter mm -hmm. what camera angle we're using, what who's doing this, if George, Madeline, me, Karaski, who's calling what? Because yeah. we all, you know, feel like we bring a certain element to the show. Um, there is something extremely, extremely real and emotional and motivating about rolling up in here on a Friday night and knowing when you get home or by the time we have a broadcast on or the DVR set or the links are posted online, kids, Mm -hmm. families, um, memories are being made huddled around the TV or watching from somebody's backyard kitchen. We got tons of outdoor kitchens here in Acadia. Everybody takes pride <laughs> in their backyards. I get it. Um, and and people are, are locked in wanting to see, oh, that's that's so-and-so. He plays at Notre Dame. I yeah. grew up with him. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember him uh, at St. Ed's in Eunice? <laughs> wow, man, we played travel ball baseball together. I haven't seen him in a long time. That was a nice catch. Like, Dude, the amount of dots that get connected, man, are mm. so cool, man. And I can, I can tell you, man, when I was playing, that was the big thing. Is like, oh man, our, oh we're coming out. Okay, oh man, look, brother Martin. Won. Oh, Jesuit won. Oh, uh, St. Paul's lost. Oh man, that was a nice play by Christian Ruiz, my buddy at North Shore. Like mm. all of these different things, man. It's and man, it's terrible super lost cool again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, right. and one of the things I wanted to mention is, you know, when I was in high school, I, you know, I uh, and and even my brother, my older brother, played football. Obviously, I didn't play football. I played soccer. But you know, when when I was watching my brother play football, there was really no. I'm from Homa, so and I went to Terrebonne, so there's no, uh, you know. Uh, major television market, obviously in Homa. The closest is New Orleans, um, but you know at that point. Stepchild market, man. Honestly, <laughs> right, right. Uh, right. I mean, no, they have no, HGV. No, but just in yeah. general, it's it's tough for those schools to get exactly. the exposure because they're considered because people at far. home don't understand. Right. New Orleans, just like Lafayette, has certain areas that gets credit yeah. for it in the yeah. way television stations work. They may go, hey, because we deal with it a lot in St. Mary Parish, mm -hmm. why don't y'all come out to St. Mary? Or we watch you in Morgan right. City. How come you don't come to Morgan City anymore? You're part of the Baton Rouge market. Right. So right. Homa is part of the New Orleans market, right. even though it's 50 minutes, an hour, depending on which way you're going, it takes a while and it kind of gets forgotten about unless right. something bad happens. Yeah, right? well, I mean, and yeah. yeah. Or good. Right. Yeah, 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 uh, right. You know, like I was going to mention, my brother, when he was playing football, you didn't really see any of the New Orleans stations there often. But nowadays, you know, there's been so many talented athletes that have kind of come through Terrebonne and brought a lot of attention. And, you know, I think that's really cool to see as well. You know, we had Ja'Kai Douglas, uh, who now, you know, plays at Florida State, was a huge prospect coming out of high school out of Terrebonne. Um, and then now, you know, you got Mason Smith there, who I believe is the number one ranked player in the nation at Terrebonne High School. And so, you know, when you have kind of those that level of talent at Terrebonne now and to see you know all the coverage that it's getting it's so cool and it's just like man it's almost like when you see your alma mater it's kind of like man I can imagine and just feel what it must be like for players to see themselves on TV. So know? but you do that now here though I mean right. when you think about like y'all cover signing day and y'all are right. running all over the place trying right. to get video of all these guys because yep. we have super talented athletes across yeah. the board jenny i mean it doesn't matter dude they ain't just in lafayette although i was preaching on the 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 splits between the rural and the city schools 
You know, we've got some cats, boy, mm -hmm. at our rural schools without a doubt, man. Yeah. And that's what I think obviously helps get us there too, right? Right. I mean, well, yeah, you're going to cover, like we were talking about earlier, you know, you cover, you try to give the people who are, who are people want to know about, that you try and give them the coverage so that people yeah. can hear the word of, yeah. of what they're doing and how they're, how they're doing. Um, so I, I don't know exactly how long we've been talking, <laughs> but we do have a, a, a newscast to put right. on. So uh, a little bit later. Uh, so let, let's wrap it up, uh, I guess. Uh, well, Ski, did you give the team that you wanted? Oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. I would say the, t the team that I definitely, not necessarily I covered, but I have seen their impressiveness, which was LCA. Yeah. Um, I know definitely they with their with some of the games that you guys covered game of the week that was a kind of a big that was kind of a big yeah. deal and they were one of the people that definitely that team popped at, had popped for me yeah. yeah for sure Sage Ryan the best safety in the country going to LSU uh, he bat has has an injury as the state championship rolls around there they're going for their fourth consecutive Four uh, state state championship impressive yeah two in Division four one in Division three this one would be Division three as well. Uh, if they're able to beat St. Charles for a second consecutive year. So I think, you know, as people are listening to this, um, you know, and whether or not they, they decide to, because we didn't have tons of name drops in here, which I think is fantastic. Um, <laughs> we could just have a conversation about prep football in 2020. Um, yeah. I think, you know, those those guys and these these schools and support staffs that, that made it all happen, congratulations to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully 2021 is smoother. But... Um, I think we're all at a point where now we know what we can handle. We know uh, there's yeah. a there's a plan in place in case it does hit the fan, and uh, hopefully that's not the case. And hopefully everybody has a great winter break and uh, can really jump back into it. And spring football happens, and and fall camp happens. And, Seven you know, on seven. Yeah, you yeah. get back in. Go the, to the, the STM routine. and watch that tournament. Back in the routine <laughs> a tournament. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So get a lot of schools it. there. I, I echo with Gerald of like you know. Hopefully, going into 2021, there's going to be some more hope, and then and we'll see a season of more hope. We also know kind of what we're up against. We know how to interact, how to adapt to it. Hopefully, it's not not happening again. But uh, <laughs> I think, like, looking forward to it. It would be great to see what are these, what are the new storylines are going to be coming in, the hot coaches, the hot players, and everything like that. Who's going to go where? Is Louis <laughs> Cook retiring? <laughs> <laughs> Is Ted Davidson coming back? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, Madeline. Yeah, I would echo that. I mean, uh, to to any of the coaches, uh, athletes. Fans, parents, families uh, listening, you know, thank you guys so much for kind of being the heartbeat of our fall um, and giving us just such an exciting season to cover. It's really all about you guys. It's not about us. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, just seeing yourself on TV or, you know, just enjoying the season with us. It's been really fun. Uh, so thank you for for a great season. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a blast and look forward to uh, another year. Hopefully we can uh, avoid anything major. In the, in the coming season right. and uh, have, a, have a good old time. What you got? You. And just because I know George won't say it, thank you for making First and Ten the most yes. watched high school football show in the area. Yeah. By the way. There you go, George. Let's go, baby. Thank that's y'all. That's y'all. Never <laughs> bro. Let's go. All right, George. That's you know, that's no, look, George, you can say your goodbyes. No, man. it's all good. Yeah, no. It, it, and this is a this is a new format that we're, we're throwing out here at KLFY, yeah. so uh, check it out. I'm sure uh, we're, I think we're the, we're the guinea pig, so to speak, because uh, this is the first one. I, I'm not sure sure if that's exactly true but uh we're one of the early adopters yeah, yeah. And, and so uh but there'll be other topics and other issues that that we'll bring on the podcast here uh and uh yeah it was it's a lot of fun so be sure to check it out 
um, wherever you download podcasts, I guess is where you can find this. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. And I think at the end of most podcasts, they go, and I'm Gerald Grunick at Gerald Grunick. This way you plug your, you got, oh, oh, I got to plug myself. Hey man, look, you're on Instagram. Tell the people, man. At George Faust. There you, there go, you go, baby. Hey, and, go. I, and I'm, and I'm on Twitter. That, that's the one I'll verify. There you go. There you George go. Faust. All the cool 10. kids are on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I'm on there. But. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Enjoy, uh, enjoy talking football with you guys and, uh, We'll do it again. I'm sure we'll do something with Cajuns and yeah. uh, as they get set for uh, maybe a, a New Year's Six Bowl after they beat Coastal. Hey, it's uh, anyway, possible. We'll, we'll, we'll talk all about that. All right. Y'all good? Let's, let's We're good. <laughs> Are you done? I, I, dude, am I done? Am I done? See y'all later. Have a, great, have a great day, everybody. Ten Talks at Kadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Star Media production.